This is The Future Is Yesterday. I'm T. Aaron Sisko, a science fiction and Afrofuturism author. I never got the hang of audiobooks, so I do this podcast to share my work. I'm reading from my first novel, Teleportality. The last episodes uh, kind of set the stage at this point. Now we're going to do a little flashback or flash forward, as it were. I mean, it's kind of tricky with stories of time travel, but learn a little bit more about the electric lady, uh, a.k.a. Rosemary. So this is chapter 10 from Teleportality, Rosemary. The top floor of the Association Judiciary Building contained the Assembly of General, a single square room. Each side was 500 meters long. The walls were made entirely of reinforced smart glass stretching 40 feet from floor to ceiling. The glass monitored anyone and everyone within the room and at the command of any member of the Association Judiciary could display all pertinent personal, political, and financial information of anyone requested, which could then be broadcast across the entire realm of the association. When needed, every viewing monitor on Gaia, Diana, Mars, Phobos, and Deimos would interpret all streaming broadcasts and display any message or footage that the association judiciary wished. The north wall could retract, opening to a massive outdoor pavilion with an unparalleled view overlooking the entirety of the association membership area. On a clear day, Visibility from the Judiciary Pavilion allowed you to see just past the primary border wall, some 60 or so miles out. It had been cordoned off since the unsanctioned death of Dr. Aaron Harmonious Harvey, who, after making an antagonistic speech, was shot off the ledge by an officer of the Confederate Guard of the Judiciary. Everything in the room was designed for intimidation as much as it was for function. The impossibly smooth black gloss floor was an endless sea of four-inch square panels that lay seamlessly in the floor position, but could be raised and lowered in any configuration to create seating, desks, tables, monitors, and other associated workspaces. Illumination from artificial sunlight poured through the glass windows, but due to the specialized surface of the flooring, did not allow reflections to be cast. First-time visitors were often disoriented by the sight of the empty room, and the sea of black was simultaneously shiny and matte. The reception had only been underway for about an hour when Rosemary materialized in the main chambers of the Chief Justice of the Judiciary, deep within the sublevels of the Association Judiciary Building. Two enforcement officers walked to the door just as the materialization was complete. Reflexively, they drew their butane rifles. Rosemary focused concentration and felt the oddly pleasant tingling sensation as the tattoo on her face glowed warmly. In a handful of microseconds, the two enforcement officers collapsed on the floor unconscious. Dr. Harvey had implanted his experimental teleportality technology just a few months ago. The tests around the lab went exceedingly well, but, like all new tech, it wasn't worthwhile until it had been proven in the field. Navigating silently through the highest echelon of the association members, this was the perfect place to see if the lab's successes could be duplicated in a real-world scenario. Okay, Billy, this is what we've been working towards. Dr. Harvey's voice rang in Rosemary's WBES. I told you, Harvey. You can call me Rosemary. Billy doesn't seem appropriate anymore considering these upgrades, and the exit port for Teller's Hortality looks a lot like Rosemary Herbs. Also, I need you to stay off the WBES until it's over. I need to focus. Well, those rosemary leaves are actually the schematic for the system, but if you prefer rosemary, then I shall indeed call you Rosemary, Harvey agreed. Rosemary exited the chambers and made her way down the elegant grand hallway, admiring the minimalist but opulent architecture of the design. The ceilings in the grand hallway were 20 feet high and arched to a cathedral point at the top. Three-dimensional footage of historical events played on either side of her as she made her way to the ascension module that would get her to the top floor. Every two dozen feet or so, a trio of enforcement officers stood at the ready, but they were no match for Rosemary's teleportality energy. 
They collapsed in a slightly humorous domino effect on either side of her as she approached. At the doors of the ascension module, Rosemary quickly slipped in the pair of retinal deflectors, painstakingly acquired from a recycler tribe located in the caves of Phobos. They weren't comfortable, but Ragdoll, the tribal leader, guaranteed that they would work. Now how they managed to get the retinal pattern of a high enough ranking association member was questionable. The gruesome story of raiding a morgue on Gaia after a botched robbery turned into a murder sounded a bit too far-fetched to be plausible. It was something about a suitor diving from an association window after ripping half the association member's face off. It's weird. But it didn't matter. The retinal deflectors worked, and the door slid open. Rosemary entered the unit and stared into the confirmation lens. The doors remained open. She blinked hard and looked again. Sometimes the retinal scanners took a few seconds to search the database for a match, but still, the doors remained open. Rosemary looked up and noticed the perimeter lighting had dimmed. Well, this was no good. It meant that a silent alarm had been triggered. In a matter of moments, the grand hallway would be overrun with enforcement officers and sub-shock security drones. Oh well, I am here for a field test, she thought out loud to herself. May as well test it. Rosemary concentrated hard. She'd used teleportality in the lab to move from one room to the next and from inside to outside. She'd also used it to create and bend points of singularity to travel a few minutes back in time, although when Dr. Harvey realized that's what had happened and noticed the unintended side effect that teleportality enabled the user to not only travel through time, but also travel outside of time, leaving the pre-existing timeline unchanged, he became incredibly excited and shut down his WBES system for nearly a full day. Now, he usually went offline for a few seconds here and there, but never without informing Rosemary beforehand. But that time, he simply vanished. Spending the past few years working alongside what was basically a hyper-advanced simulation of Dr. Harvey was odd, and Rosemary had grown accustomed to the glitches and differences between Dr. Harvey's WBES and what she remembered of the actual Dr. Harvey, the person, so she didn't really pay it any mind. When he came back online, he acted as though nothing had changed. The slightly pleasant tingling sensation grew more intense as the field static enveloped the ascension module. Rosemary quite enjoyed traveling this way, and though she was only the slightest bit nervous that teleportality could literally erase her existence, the beauty of the experience was overwhelmingly worth the risk. From the outside, it looked like a huge ball of white lightning, which is pretty much what it was, but from Rosemary's perspective, all the colors of the known spectrum, and many that were yet to be discovered, swarmed past her enhanced eyes, like being immersed in a lava lamp made of supernovas and quasars and nebulas and energy. The entire universe was at once infinitely vast and impossibly minuscule. There was no empty space. Even what she couldn't see, she could feel. Schools of leptons and quarks and numbers impossible to comprehend pulsated and flittered, simultaneously moving and unmoving. Waves of sound, radiation and gravity were as observable as waves of the ocean lapping at the sands, and she was part of it, and in the midst of it, on the outside of it, within it, all at the same time. She knew that in perceived time, the transition only lasted a few seconds, but from within, the journey felt like soaking in a warm bath for a half hour. It was absolutely astonishingly wondrous in every sense of the word. And then, with hard focus, she pulled the entire swirling mass into one solitary point that was insurmountably small as it was astoundingly massive, and then burst through the center at a velocity that was closer to the literal godspeed any insentient creature could possibly imagine. She materialized in the middle of the Assembly General, in front of 2,500 association members, all of whom stood dumbstruck at what they'd just witnessed. Dozens of enforcement officers and sub-stock security drones immediately sprang into action, but Rosemary nearly snarled and rendered the officers unconscious. The SSDs fired battery after battery of taste pellets, but they had no effect. Rosemary flexed and emitted a violent shockwave of pure energy that crushed the SSDs' outer hulls. They all dropped with a massive clanging against the smart floors. 
The association members' mood changed from bewilderment to horror in a matter of seconds. Pandemonium and chaos overtook the entire reception. This is what Rosemary had come for. Focusing harder than she'd ever had, 2,499 association members fell dead where they stood, the parietal lobes of their organic brains having been overwrought to the point of complete decimation by the power of teleportality. But something wasn't right. Instead of just emanating from her tattoo, her entire body burst with a massive ball of teleportality energy. It grew larger and wider and stronger as it engulfed the entire room, then the entire building, growing faster and stronger the larger it became. Within a matter of minutes, the ball lightning covered all of Gaia, spreading out past the atmosphere, and the crisis sirens and Diana and Estrella Basura blared out a warning that couldn't be adhered to as the field grew out past their orbits, encompassing Mars and Phobos and Deimos. Then finally, just as the edges of teleportality reached the circumstellar disk of the cosmic debris encircling the inner planets, the four-person crew managing the far-range sensor outpost station on Ceres collapsed dead, and the energy field dispersed. Rosemary collapsed on the floor. Her internal systems took a few seconds to realign themselves, and then she pulled herself up. That blast was not supposed to happen. In the back of the room, some two-tenths of a mile from Rosemary, stood an oddly familiar figure. Rosemary concentrated harder, but he remained unscathed. Don't try anything. If you move, I will kill you, she yelled. Rosalie quickly used teleportality to transfer over to the figure. The swirling beauty of the teleportality faded away, and she found herself face-to-face with the manifestation of impossibility. Dr. Harvey? Rosemary stammered in amazement. Yes, Rosemary. It's me. Dr. Harvey looked at his beautiful abomination with absolute joy. Except for the tattoo of slender leaves intertwined with fire on the side of his face, he looked almost exactly as he had the day he was shot off the very ledge at the end of the room in which he was standing. But how? Teleportality, of course, Dr. Harvey answered. When those initial tests yielded those unexpected but welcome results, that not only can we now traverse distance, but also time itself. I immediately devised a way to implant the tech within my primary systems. And then your WBS traveled back and implanted it within your organic body? Rosemary was stunned. But how is that even possible? We can't travel more than a few seconds. It just malfunctioned right now. The results nearly took my systems offline. No, Rosemary, Harvey began. Those tests demonstrated that we couldn't successfully push large quantities of solid matter back. But my WBS is merely a software system. Over the years, I'm sure you grew to think of it as an extension of me, but it was always nothing more than a comprehensively detailed collection of information. And information is substantially easier to transmit and transport than mass. Well, that's... That's incredible. Rosemary was genuinely blown away. You've done it, Dr. Harvey. This is the next step you told me about so long ago, isn't it? You didn't just free us from the bonds of death. You you freed us from the bonds of time itself. 200,000 years ago, God created man in his image. I've simply returned the favor, Dr. Harvey smiled. Uh, Okay, Dr. Harvey, that's pretty melodramatic even for you, but now you can go back and save Lomina. You can unmake the association before it even begins. No. Dr. Harvey cut Rosemary off sharply. We've already dealt with the association. What do you mean? Your system didn't malfunction. You just destroyed every organic life form in the association. Tens of billions. Gone. No association members. No residents. No lifers. No recyclers. What? They're gone, Rosemary. I can't save Wilhelmina. I can't go back far enough. So instead, I chose to save our solar system. 
the gravity of what Rosemary had done, what she had been tricked into doing, collapsed inward on her like a dying star. She'd never thought of herself as prone to bouts of empathy, but the gravity of rendering an entire species, her own species at that, rendering them extinct, that crushed her soul. I, I, I don't understand. You killed them all? Why didn't you just re-upload your WBES and send that back? Back to what? Dr. Harvey snapped. There's no back to send the WBES to. If I tried to go back to Wilhelmina, there'd be nothing to receive the WBES. A software system to nothing to run on? I hadn't even been to that technology yet. How could I go there? Rosemary realized that Dr. Harvey had become completely unhinged. The greatest mass murderer in the universe, who had just made her an accessory to extinction, was remorselessly raving about software systems. Okay, Dr. Harvey. Rosemary forced her voice to be calm and steady. We can bring them all back. The innocent ones, the residents and lifers at least, we can bring them back. Death is only temporary thanks to you. And, you know, if you just calm down, we could figure something out. Don't tell me to calm down. Dr. Harvey's voice was stern. We figure something out? We? There's no we. I made you. You're here solely because of my brilliance. Your abilities are only as remarkable as I envisioned. You are my laboratory specimen. A unique specimen, yes but just a white rat upon which to test my developments. There are no innocents. Now together, you and I will repopulate this entire system. You will be my Wilhelmina again. Hold on, Dr. Harvey. Just shut up! Dr. Harvey's tattoo flared, and Rosemary was blown backwards across the room by an incendiary bolt of telebrutality energy. Rosemary's fall was broken by a few dozen association corpses, but the hit still hurt. I wasn't asking you. You have two options in this situation. You can like it, or you can love it. Dr. Harvey teleported over. Standing above Rosemary, his tattoo flared again, blowing her back further as she slid violently across the floor. Corpses of the association members were cast about like chunks of debris, banging off the walls and tumbling across the floor in a macabre ballet of bodies. Rosemary attempted to get to her feet, but just as she could dig out from the corpses, another teleportality blast bowled her over. Each shot sent her pain receptors into overdrive. This is what's going to happen. Harvey began speaking to Rosemary via WBES. The voice in her head contradicted the scene in front of her. The words were calm, but his face was sobbing and delirious. I can't risk going back far enough. If something happens, there'd be no way to rectify the situation. So you will go back, and you'll return with specimens of my choosing. She's gone now. Wilhelmina might not be here, but I will raise her anew. Rosemary pulled herself out from underneath the remains of what used to be the Residential Oversight Committee. Harvey's gas, grasp of tally was significantly stronger than her own, but she realized that while it was unlikely that she could beat him toe-to-toe -to -toe like this, she still held the ultimate trump card. You can keep blasting away at me all you want, but then what? You can't kill what's been dead for years. Rosemary braced herself and punctuated her declaration with a vicious blast of teleportality energy that obliterated the floors beneath them, sending them both spiraling through the windows into a dizzying freefall. Twisting in the wind, Rosemary tried to catch her bearings, but the impact of the blast made terminal velocity a passing whist at best. She was falling fast, and though her artificially enhanced body could take a lot of carnage, and her internal housing would keep most of her necessary operating systems intact, the thought of smearing much of her externals across the pavement was not a pleasant one. She had to figure a way out of this dive. Dr. Harvey must have come to the same conclusion. Out of the corner of her eye, Rosemary spotted the familiar flash of ball lightning a few dozen yards away. Harvey had teleported out. She'd have to do the same. Steadying her concentration, she felt the telemortality energy ignite. But before she could complete the process, she felt Dr. Harvey's arms violently constrict and yank around her throat. He teleported right beneath her. 
His grip was an industrial clamp against her neck. Though air intake wasn't a function she had to deal with, the movement mechanisms in her neck began to compress beneath the strain. He'd obviously upgraded his new body with similar systems to hers. It wouldn't kill her, but if he squeezed her head off, it would make things a bit difficult. The ground was rising to meet them fast. Rosemary had to think quickly. How do you outsmart the smartest man in the history of existence? As they plummeted, she realized something. He was breathing, heavily. Though clearly he'd undergone more than a bit of enhancement through neurogenesis, he was alive. As brilliant as he was, he was still smart, not clever. In a swift motion, Rosemary flexed the armor plates in her right hand and used her gauntlet to swing back hard. She drove the four-inch serrated blades deep into his side, feeling his ribs crack as the flesh of his torso shredded away like wet paper. Harvey released his grip and grabbed futilely at the cavernous wound that was bleeding profusely. The tattoo on his face glowed bright and he vanished in a ball of telepathy lightning. Realizing that she only had a mere seconds before meeting the sidewalk in the most intimate way possible, Rosemary channeled her thoughts. It wouldn't be enough to escape the fall, she would have to get reinforcements. Just a few dozen feet before impact, she found herself completely encased in all the colors of the known spectrum, and many that were yet to be discovered as the warm bath of teleportality calmed her thoughts, and she pulled the entire swirling mass into that familiar solitary point that was insurmountably small as it was superfinely massive. She couldn't go all the way back, but she remembered a botched drop run that led to her murdering a group of enforcement idiots. It was those incidents that led Dr. Harvey to fast-track the teleportality testing. If she could intervene and twist the events, she could recruit not only the best person to help with the mission, but also the only one she could trust, herself. Rosemary pushed hard and burst through the center of the solitary point and found herself materializing just a few feet away from her past self. Billy was covered in the gooey remains of the enforcement idiots. Rosemary's tattoo hurt. She may have pushed too far, but all the operation systems felt like they were still on Ryan. She noticed Billy gripping little big sister. Oh, it had been so long since the last time it was in her hands, and she realized that in her current state, there was no way she could take herself in combat. One round from Little Big Sister would wreak havoc on her body, so she quickly concentrated again and teleported out. Billy stood on the dusty pavement, her grip on Little Big Sister tightening every second. What the hell was that? A bright light, her nervous system went haywire, and then the figure of an enforcement idiot dressed all in white? She was going to have Dr. Harvey check out the operational capacity of her imaging processors. Rosemary materialized 240,000 miles away, just outside the lifer barracks on the southern end of the Feldspar mines in the Tranquilitatis Basin on Diana. A crew of convicts had just started leaving for the next shift in the mines when they stopped and stared in awe at the sight of her. The enforcement officer serving as foreman dropped his tranquilizer rifle. It floated to the ground with a silent thud. This intruder had materialized out of nowhere and was walking around outside without any mining apparatus or environmental protection. And now, it was coming straight for him. Rosemary made a beeline for the enforcement officer, grabbed the top of his environmental suit helmet, and tore it off. The look of fear in his eyes was absolute. He didn't even reach for his wrist count to alert the other officers in the barracks. She grabbed the tranquilizer rifle and teleported out as the convicts working the mines cheered around his frozen corpse. Teleporting back, Rosemary materialized just as Billy turned around. I'm impressed. Dr. Harvey's voice rang out in Rosemary's WBS. You realize, however, that if I can reach you, I can match the frequency and reach Billy. And then both of you will. Rosemary raged to the trait gun and struck Billy with the butt, dropping her instantly. So what? You're going to kill yourself in the past? Dr. Harvey laughed. That's not how teleportality works. We're outside the continuum. Anything you do to yourself won't have any impact. In fact, from where I am now, I can trigger your systems. Dr. Harvey continued taunting her. Rosemary felt the heat emanating from her face as her tattoo began to glow. Shoot, no time to recruit now. But if she could alter the events, somehow get Billy off of Gaia, she could return and reach out to Billy later. Rosemary noticed the smoke drifting up from the middle of the residential vertical fields from where Billy had blown up that RPT. Another RPT or four would be on the way to the location soon. Billy raised little big sister, and Rosemary kicked it away. 
Remembering her system's anatomy, there was a cluster of sensors that if she hit just right, Rosemary pulled the trigger and the tranquilizer bolt buried itself deep within Billy's neck. Billy's eyes flashed behind their irises and shorted out as her head hit the concrete. She was temporary offline. The enforcement officers would pick her up and sentence her somewhere. It didn't matter where, so long as she was off the planet's surface. Rosemary could find her later. Rosemary took one look at her old self, concentrated, and overrode Harvey's control of her telepathy systems, and then teleported the hell out of there. That was chapter 10, Rosemary, kind of bringing the circle, the story full circle. So we, we opened with Billy on the drop run, seeing the ball of lights, and then getting tranked. Now we understand the events that led up to Rosemary, who was in fact that ball of light, going back to trank Billy in an attempt to get away from Dr. Harvey, who just tricked her into committing solar system-wide genocide. All life on Earth and the moon and Mars and Mars's moons taken out. And so now Rosemary needs to find a way to stop him before he's done it, even though he's already done it. <laughs> Time travel is fun. Anyway, uh, next episode, we'll continue on with chapter 11. In the meantime, thanks for listening. <laughs>